You've found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. Catch John and Ed as they broadcast live weekly, and join the conversation. Go to RadioTFI.com for schedules, information, and more. And now, enjoy the show. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Yes, indeed it is. Good morning, everybody. You are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network for this Sunday, January 30th of 20. From the ShalottaMakesMeLaugh.com studio in St. Paul, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. Over there in Queens, New York, where they've just experienced baby snowmageddon not the big not the big kahuna in the radio pfi executive tower where he's on the ground floor and, and can't get out as far as i understand it is the one and only ed van ness good morning sir good morning kids and kittens clearly john is not not looking at the monitor right now you're right, I'm not. He should be. He should be. He should be. Oh, <laughs> oh poor boo-boo. It's freezing here. It is It is about 16 degrees here today. It's brutal, baby. It is brutal. We trust you've all had a fine and fantastic week, and uh, you've stayed warm. I'm, I, I can actually get rid of all this stuff now. You're such a drama queen. <laughs> Even a damn stocking cap. I can't, I can't wear stocking caps, by the way. Makes my head itch. I, <laughs> I'm all messed up here now. Oh, my God. All right. What was that? You can't wear what? I can't wear stocking caps to make my head itch. Oh, really? Yeah. I can, I, I wear, the, what I have is one of these Elmer Fudd-looking uh, hats where it comes Oh, to, you know, I'm hunting a, and, be very, very quiet. I'm hunting a Wesley I will, I will post a picture, I will pick, post a picture online just, just for your enjoyment and satisfaction. It's cold, baby! It's cold yeah, outside. Actually, you say it's 16 there? It At the last time I checked, it was 16. I have currently have 18 degrees. Well, okay, we're colder than you. It's it's warmer in Minnesota right now <laughs> than it is in Queens, New York. That, and, uh, uh, that, makes, that makes me happy in its own uh, we, uh So So we got hit yesterday. It wasn't bad. The snowfall total here where I am, right outside the... Uh, the executive tower wasn't so bad. 
we got out there, we did a little shoveling yesterday. And it was light. It was that very light, good pack and snow with not a lot of moisture in it. So I, I actually got a lot done, more than I normally would have. I was out there for about an hour. Uh, today I have to go back out and finish digging out the cars. But what I'm, <laughs> what I'm dreading, um, obviously I'll go out after the show and all that, is, uh, you know, it's, it's got cold overnight and hopefully it's not too much ice out there. It, uh, they really got clobbered. It looks like anywhere from Long Island all the way up the uh, eastern seaboard there. Yes, Long Island was, oh, we always knew some part of Long Island was going to get it and get it hard. High and hard. Uh, New England was going to get it hard. Uh, they Boston got, got two feet from what I understand. Yeah, yeah, it was really, really, really horrible up there, so... You know, hey, look, the good news, you know, look, you got to look at the bright side. It hit Friday night. It hit here Friday mm -hmm. night. It snowed all day Friday, but it wasn't It wasn't part of that system. It was the cold front. Uh, and it was on and off all day. It'd be a little heavy and then lighten up and stop and uh, very overcast, overcast and miserable kind of day on Friday. But fortunately, I was home by 10 o'clock before the worst of it started. And we had, but it was the winds. I, I got up in the middle of the night. I walked outside. And I mean, it was coming. It, was, it wasn't coming down. It was, it was falling sideways. Sideways. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, and not even big, big juicy flakes, but that little annoying kind of snow. Mm -hmm. So, and again, I got out there yesterday about, about 132 o'clock. It, it, the wind had died down significantly. And that's that was the big thing was the winds. So once we got that done, we we went out, we did a little shoveling, and we got some, you know, a good chunk of the two vehicles that need to be dug out, dug out. And of course, the plow would come by, so that just adds an extra. Oh yeah, <laughs> who cares? The plow doesn't care if they if they uh, pack you into your little corner there. Well, as an extra added bonus, my two vehicles are parked directly in front of the bus stop. So they plow the bus stop, and then they come around your vehicle, which means all that snow is pushed into the back of the vehicle. And I parked, mm -hmm. the, I parked them the wrong way. I should have parked them the opposite the way I normally do. And uh, because now I got to fight to get the big one out. But anyway, we got through it okay. Our afternoon will be... Uh, I'll be digging, you know, freeing up, freeing up the vehicles, and then football. Oh, we're gonna talk football. There's, a, there's a congressional investigation about to begin. It's uh, you, you, you've started two congressional investigations. One, the fact that that I have a rather comfortable, some would say insurmountable lead in the uh, points. Uh, some would say that uh, I wouldn't. And the other thing is, is now you think it's a grand conspiracy because I've gone seven, played seven games of World yeah. in a row. Yeah. All right. Now. All right. Let, let's let's <laughs> let's just right here, right now. A week ago, a week ago, literally a week ago, the man had no idea what Wordle was. Didn't know how to pronounce it. Didn't know. I had to explain it to him, and I explained it to him, and he was oh, oh Wordle, <laughs> looking down his nose at me and and all that. Well now. Now suddenly, and I think you're cheating, John. I think you're copying somebody's work. 
I think you got Photoshop out and you're just making the little boxes. You find somebody else's and you copy it. I want some evidence here. I, I, I want evidence. Who needs evidence? I have accusations. <laughs> here's so, a man. Yeah. Here, here's a man. Seven in a row. Here's a man that can't read. And uh, problem with my reading is I try to read too fast. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Since I've discovered this game, and now we'll explain it again. You play once a day, although there's plenty of places you can play multiple times a day, but the actual for real OG uh, Wordle, you have six tries to guess a five-letter word. You have exactly zero clues. And it will tell you when you have a letter in the correct spot or if it's in the word at all. And then you Mm -hmm. can, as you go down. Now, obviously, I mean, some people get lucky and they get it on the first try. Because it can be mm-hmm. literally any five-letter word. There's mm-hmm. because there's no there's no clue. There's no. I've I've done was it? I think I did two. Uh, I've done it in two tries or three tries. I seem to remember doing it in two tries once, but I could be wrong about that. And you sit there and you wreck your brains. You wreck your brains. Okay, I know the D doesn't go here, but where could it go in conjunction with the U? And now, you know, and sometimes it clicks right into place. And what's really frustrating is I had one the other day. Uh, it may not have been Wordle. It may have been, there. there's an offshoot site. It's unlimited. You can just keep playing and playing and playing. And I had A-N-K-S for the last four letters. Okay, mm-hmm. banks. Nope. Tanks. Nope. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Was it wanks? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. I like to start with, like yesterday, I started with snowy. And as often as not, I'll start with today. Because why not? There's sure. the, the Your first word, there's absolutely no rhyme or reason to it. But anyway, Mr. Poo Poo here. Oh, this Wordle. This sounds stupid. This sounds like the dopiest thing since, uh, since I don't know, since, since Wordle. Now, now he can't get enough. Did you play today, John? Not yet. Mm. I I will at some point in time today. Yeah, yeah, you will. Yeah, you will. We. Uh, yeah, that, that's a good point. You start out with one, with, with one word, and it could very well be the same word every day. Find a word though that where you have like possibility. Right. You know where you could have offshoot possibilities. I've been starting with the word drive. That's that's fair enough. That gives you your uh, E, your R, your D, and they sh- that, they show up in a lot of words. And the, and the I. Well, the, the vowels can be a little. You know, look, you can get Baker, B A K E R. That's where your E R comes in handy. Or baked. Mm-hmm. My Baker was half baked. So, yeah, the one thing to keep in mind, though, is is what I've noticed in the, just in the week that I've been doing this. The words Cheating. are, you know, they're, they're fourth grade words. They're, they're, not, not, they're, they're not a word in there that's, uh, you think, well, where did they come up with this? Oh, that's not they're, true. They're all fairly simple words, I think. They're all five-letter words. They're all five-letter words, but 
you're not going to find any, you know, I haven't found a word yet that I wouldn't have, uh, what the hell is a blank? You fill in the blank. But you've only been yeah. doing it for seven days. Well, that's true. But so far. Mourn. M-O-U. See, now I think in five-letter words. It's not a bad idea if you're going to play the game on a regular basis. Radio. <laughs> I'm looking uh-huh. at I'm looking at our graphics. Stand. Hours. Uh-huh. Chats. <laughs> it's It's very... Very, very. Oh my God, you're getting obsessed. <laughs> oh no, no, I'm not getting obsessed. I, I've been <laughs> obsessed for a couple of weeks. It's, now. it's a lot more fun. It's a lot more fun than I thought it would uh, wind up being. John, what was it you said to me the other day? Oh, I say a lot of things. No, 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 no. Come on, because I can dig this up on the uh, on the text messages too. I can show proof if need be. What'd you say about me that I did twice in one week? What What was I? I, uh, to tell you the truth, I don't remember. It's a five-letter word. <laughs> I, I, I give you the I G H T. Uh oh. Come on. Oh my god. Oh, this is a new week, so I can I can start I can start fresh. You were right. Thank you. Thank you, and thank you. Yeah, I, I was right about Wordle, and I was right about something else. I don't remember. Lighten up, Francis. <laughs> so anyway, moving on. By the way, kids and kittens, uh, we 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 came across a lovely little uh, podcast during the week. Uh, the the War on Cars dot org. They did a, a guy did a great interview in this podcast with an author. I have, you know what, I actually have the information. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, before we go anywhere. Oh, my God. Oh, realize? no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Damn. 13 <laughs> minutes into the show, and I thought we were getting away without it. Almost. You were that close. It's the Radio TFI Market Watch, brought to you by Wordle. Uber closed the week at $35.94, down 73 cents. Lyft closed the week at $36.80, down $1.05. This has been the Radio TFI Market Watch, brought to you by Wordle. Stock is a five-letter word. So is watch. So, any, boy, I finished early again. That's that's disturbing. So, anyway, uh, Doug Gordon... Uh, his Twitter handle, The War on Cars, and he has a website, thewaroncars.org. I follow him on the Twitter. He uh, he did a podcast, an interview with author Corey Doctrow, uh, The End of Uber. Uh, and I, I'll give you the little blurb from the uh, from the podcast. Remember when Uber, the taxi-hailing app on your mobile phone, was going to revolutionize transportation, transform cities, and lead us to our glorious robot car future? That wasn't so long ago. So what happened? Where did it all go? Corey Doctorow has some ideas. A prolific nonfiction author, sci-fi novelist, and technology activist, Doctorow has been a keen observer and critic of Uber for years now. Um... And they talk about this for about thirty minutes. For about thirty minutes, fascinating, fascinating interview, and it goes into a lot of things that that we've talked about over the years, but presented so much more 
professionally than we could ever hope to do it. So uh, either go to thewaroncars.org or radiotfi.com. Uh, it's there. It just just scroll down a bit, and uh, once you get past the uh, scandal-laden football picks, John's cheating again. So, so anyway, before, before we get into anything else, there's a lot of news this week, and there's a lot, but if you guys remember just a little while back, there was an anti-vax cop from Washington State who uh, refused to take the vaccine. So he was forced to, uh, he was fired for defying the vaccine mandate. And on his, at the end of his very last shift, he did a whole speech on the radio. And at the end, uh, told Governor Jay Inslee, Isley, Inslee, to uh, kiss his ass. Well, that officer passed away this week of, wait for it. John, you want to take a shot at what he died of? Uh, utter stupidity. Yeah, it was a bit of that. Uh, COVID. COVID. Got infected and died. And while we don't want to see anybody die, there's just another case of fooled around and found out. Uh, so you, it looks to me like you guys have your own little toy, typhoid uh, Mary walking around there in New York. Uh, who's that? Uh, Sarah Palin. Oh, yeah, I can see so, I can see stupidity well, from my tower. Yeah, no kidding. I didn't realize that she only served a half a term. It wasn't even that much. I, I I've said that before. She she served like six eight months, something like that. Well, whatever. She never got a full term in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's what? Because she's in. Excuse me, in New York. Uh, apparently for a deposition if I'm not mistaken yes. she's got uh, uh, what is it uh, defam- uh, a uh, defamation of character lawsuit right. going or some damn thing like that you would have to have character well that, that's this is true but uh, so apparently she pa- she uh, tested positive last uh, early last week and she'd been spotted in a couple of places in public. Uh, I think a restaurant and yes, yes. Now, I have a theory on on her. Yes, yeah, she passed. She uh, wound up uh, coming down with the virus. Got pet tested positive. Yet she says, "I'm not getting a vaccination." I wonder if. I wonder if somebody. I. It can't really be disclosed because of. Uh, um, Don't say HIPAA. Don't say HIPAA. Laws. Don't say HIPAA. Notice I said. Notice I said privacy. Uh, but you're, you were leaning towards HIPAA, and HIPAA has nothing. HIPAA only yeah. has to do with uh, medical professionals disclosing. It's got nothing to. <laughs> I can tell people anything I want about you. My my point being is is that it makes me wonder whether or not she actually got vaccinated and just wanted to uh, kind of yeah well I'm not gonna get it you know because that would oh my god you know God forbid that would ruin her complete reputation if she if she got vaccinated I'm wondering if she didn't get vaccinated because apparently I haven't heard she's not ill even though she's she tested mm-hmm. positive. 
I am convinced that she is vaccinated, like a lot of them. She got the vaccination, and good on her. But, of course, she's got to play it off like, oh, no, I'm the, they're not going to tell me what to do, be that as it may. Right, exactly. That's just like all the, you know, all the staff at Fox News. How many of them uh, actually come out and, and admit on a regular basis that they're vaccinated? They don't, but they have to be vaccinated to work in the right. building. It's, it's, it's somebody in that building actually has some common sense. I, well, yeah, if you walk up to the walk up to oh. the lobby door, it's posted right there. You have to be vaccinated to enter the building. <laughs> it's no doesn't matter who you are and especially the uh, talent upstairs why because they don't want to get sick and die they'll let you get sick and die mm-hmm. but but they they don't want to get sick and die so anyway uh hmm where do we go from here uh speaking oh, speaking of covid let's go to the wisconsin state legislature and oh, this- uh, uh, a representative <laughs> whose name I will not even begin to attempt to pronounce. It will be on the screen. And uh, if you can't see it, well, I'm sorry about that because <laughs> I can't begin to pronounce it. But let's 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 take a look. He's at a Wisconsin state senator. He's a state representative. Oh, representative. Well, I thought it was senator. My whatever name. it is, whatever it is. So let's let, let's just wrap ourselves around this this solid piece of logic. So you ask, what are we going to do to stop the spread of the pandemic? And you know, if you can't, if you can't see the virus, if you can't see anything, how are you gonna do it? How can you stop it? How? You physically cannot see the virus. You don't know if it's in this room or it's outside or if it even exists right now in here. You have no clue. How are you going to stop that? <sighs> I, okay, first off. I got an idea. Just assume that it's there. Well, you know, of course, the very first thing that comes to mind, what about the air you're breathing? Mm-hmm. It's there, isn't it? You can't see it. How about the wind? <gasps> you don't have to see the wind to know the wind is there. Well, you know the tree. You know the trees moving. That's what causes the wind. It's a visual clue. But trees. what's, but what's moving the trees? You can't well, see. Well, I'm it. saying no. The, the trees are waving, and they're they're, oh. they're they're the one that's like your fan. You know. Well, that's how you're getting. Thanks for clearing that up sometimes, for me. Sometimes the trees get really pissed off, and they really blow back and forth really hard. Doctor, that's Sh- when you get a lot of wind. Dr. Shannon solves another issue. I, what would I do without you there? Uh, I don't know. But, I really don't know. But this gentleman was elected by the peeps. And this is the best he can come up with? If you can't see it? There was a senator or a congressman tried the same nonsense not terribly long, about a year or so ago. Well, I can't see it. How do I know? You can't see cancer either. Until you find it. And uh, it just heaven help us all if the GQP gets gets back into power. We're, we're all we're all doomed. We're all doomed. I, uh, it's, it, it's off the coast of Rica for me or Dominican Republic or somewhere. 
Somewhere on my dollar goes far. I'd, I'd settle for Canada. Eh? I'd, I don't care. There are there are places in Canada that aren't totally uh, like an icebox. Yeah, but have you seen the the knuckleheads, the the truckers in Canada? The anti men. Oh, yeah. Well, first off, they claim that they got fifty thousand trucks. Multiple reports say it's about two hundred, less than three hundred, if they have that much. Uh, they are in Ottawa. Oh, they made it to Ottawa. I haven't read the full story, but apparently they have desecrated and danced on uh, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, uh, you know, that they have there in, in the in the national capital, Ottawa being the capital of Canada. Uh, they also have a statue there to Terry Fox, who was a runner, uh, lost his leg. He was very, very, very uh, influential person in Canada, passed away some years ago, and they have a statue towards him. And they have defaced the statue, put uh, upside down Canadian flags and mandate, anti-mandate, anti-vax messages on it. It's just so very disrespectful. And uh, it, it, there are people out there claiming, oh, there's, there's a million truckers. There are not. There are not. They're not, they're not that many. And, uh, I, I, I just, again, I, I just don't understand all this i understand it i know where it started from uh, the big blowhard who by the way we're playing no clips from we know he he uh he had one of his rallies last night and he got his nitwits all fired up and you know he played the hits lock her up and you know it was a perfect call i did listen to, to some of the clips uh yesterday it's bad enough that we play we play clips uh from other morons right but we but, do that pretty much just for comic relief but he did he did say one thing that a lot of people are are fully on board with they want to put me in jail absolutely correct sir yeah, yeah. <laughs> why he's not he's starting another insurrection he's telling these people well if things don't work out our way we need to take to the streets how much more evidence do we need what do we need? How much more stuff can we get on this fool? I grant you, he's not going to do a lot of time in jail because he'll die before he, you know. Oh, and uh, we got two clips of Junior. Oh, God. And hold, I'm gonna... hold, hold, the, hold the phone here just a second, literally. Okay. Um we do have a caller. Oh, God. I got to go. Yeah. And, this is and let's see if he's on here. Hello, lucky number caller number two. Can you hear me? Well, this is going fantastically. Oh, Meanwhile. you know, I know why he can't hear me. Gee, I wonder why. There. there, now. Can you hear me now? Why are you on Verizon? Uh, <laughs> Ed, can you hear him? Is that is that young Mister Fancher? That is old Mister Fancher. We, we can't put young. Oh, in front of thank this you kid. so very much. Hold <laughs> you on, can't put young Hold. in front of this guy's name. Hold on. The important question is: Can you hear me? Yes, this week I can hear you. Oh well, this is going to get good. How are you, young man? 
Well, I'm still on the green side of the grass. There you go. There you go. I woke up, I checked the obituaries, my name was not in it. <clears throat> I used to work with a gal that sat there every day, and she's like 26 years old, and she would check the obituaries every day. And I said, damn, isn't that morbid? And she says, no, I keep looking for my ex-husband. There you go. By the way, oh. I, as a side note on the obituaries, you know what I find amazing about them? People die in alphabetical okay. order every day. It's just amazing. Is this what we're going to deal with through this now? Probably. You, you never know, dog. Hey, Good. Bill. Hey, Bill. Not only is it good to talk to you again, yeah. but you know we're uh, we're freezing our butts off up here in the Northeast. You got a well, that's okay. I was grilling out yesterday, smoking a cigar and having a beer. Hey, look, you got a shovel. I could use some help today. <laughs> <laughs> you need lots of help, man. The, the only thing they use shovel. The only thing they use uh, shovels for in Texas is shoveling bullshit. Literally. Uh huh. Thank you, John. Your shoveling was in there. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, you uh, you called. You had a couple of things on your mind here. Uh, Sorry, we've run out. Of, you, we've run out of hats, Bill. <laughs> I'm sorry. Brought up ahead. a story about, and I this one completely flew under the radar about uh, apparently some Irish fishermen. Oh yeah. In, uh, in uh, I guess oh you guys the, have not heard this story I have well I dug it up I last have. night after you uh, I guess Ed oh, has, so, you, so so you did kind of update yourself on it a little bit yeah it kind of flew under the radar I was busy <laughs> yeah this this, this yeah this, this is quite uh, I, I would say ballsy but that's generally an Irish trade anyway but um, with all of the stuff with the what the Russians are doing now. Uh, and get into some of that. The Russian Navy has decided that they are going to do live firing exercises uh, in the North Atlantic, about 250 miles off the coast of Ireland, which is technically international waters. However, it is recognized as the Irish fishing waters. So the Irish fishing fleet has decided that they are going to go out and attempt to disrupt the Russian exercises. Now, Bill, I'm going to interrupt Me. you there. From my understanding of the story, it's not that their attempt is to interrupt the war, the war games as they were, but this is their prime time to go fishing in that part of the ocean. Yes, exactly. That's the key to it. They, and, the Russians are planning on doing this on Thursday, the Irish fishermen are going out on Tuesday. Right. And yeah. they have stated that they're not going to move. So why is it that NATO, the United States, everybody else can't stand up to Russia, but a group of Irish fishermen are going to thumb their noses and say, here we are. <laughs> well, well, I'm, I'm you look, going nowhere. <laughs> Look, I, I, I mean, it would well, look... Here's the key uh, issue to this, though, Ed. Here's what's re right, really right. kind of uh, ironic in the whole the whole issue here is that these waters out where they fish and whatnot is also the primary location of the transatlantic cables for yes. 
phone yes. lines, internet access, and all of that good stuff. What a happy coincidence. Everyone from Europe to the U.S. Right. Now, is is that a bit of a coincidence that the oh. Russians are in those waters at oh, this particular time? Personally, I don't think so. Oh, you're just a cynic from way back. You don't think no, so? I've been cynical my whole look, life. I've been married too long, so. Look, our president, but, our former president, told us Vlad had nothing to do with anything that bad that's ever happened. And I believe the, oh, the former yeah. guy. Okay, I'll, 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 I'll stay on the serious side here for a minute. Oh, okay. This all tracks back in some regard to Bill Clinton with what he did when he didn't prosecute little Santa for bombing the World Trade Center. Right. He didn't do anything to anybody for bombing the coal. And it made things kind of worse when they finally said, well, hell, the U.S. isn't going to do anything. Well, let's blow the hell out of them. So I kind of believe this is related back to that. Trump didn't do anything the whole time with Putin. So Putin figures the U.S. ain't going to do anything. So I'm going to wag my you-know-what and see what I can get out of it. Right. But, But in all seriousness, let's stop and think about this. As far as the Irish fishermen are concerned, uh, Look, I know the Russians have the capability to blow that little fleet out of the water, but you want to talk about now you're going to have the whole world, you know, up against you. Exactly. Now, why can, why can, now hold on. fishermen had actually taken this to the, uh, the, uh, the ambassador, the, uh, the U.S., I'm sorry. The Russian. The Russian ambassador in Ireland, in Dublin, and he told them, okay, well, we'll, We'll, we'll back off. We won't do anything. Right. Well, of course, he's a Russian. He's going to tell you whatever you want to hear. And then do what he wants to and do. After the meeting, he told everybody, oh, we never told them that. Yeah. But, again, you've got to look at it from the perspective of blowing a bunch of Irish fishing boats out of the water looks bad for them. If they, But once a, a country gets involved in it, it's a whole different thing. It's a whole different thing. You I know, agree. Uh, my... my- but my you're right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I agree okay. with you, though. We need to stand up to them. Correct. I agree with you. Go ahead. Well, I, I'm just curious why there isn't any kind of a British response. Uh, you know, the British Navy. I'm sure. Now, it's the North Atlantic. I know. You know. Everybody knows. There's U.S. submarines cruising those waters. Right. So they're out there anyway. I'm just curious as to if there has been any other naval uh, presence being dispatched to that area. But you know what? That's putting a match to gas. Mm-hmm. Well, keep in, keep in mind also, Bill, that there's a lot uh, behind the scenes stuff that we don't know or will never know. You know, as far as this is also true. As far as who's out there, I read the story. I read about the transatlantic cables and all that, and of course, it's not a coincidence. They didn't just uh, Vlad didn't just throw a dart at a map and go, "Oh, this looks like good place. Maybe we find moose and squirrel here." You know, it's yes, exactly. <laughs> What's the matter, you? What's the matter, you? Yeah, there you go. But, Frostbite Falls, Minnesota. But, go but, team. But, the funny thing here, also coincidence, yes, no, maybe the uh, Norwegians have also found out that their underwater radar or whatever you want to sonar cables and things have also just recently been uh, cut. No, and Shocking. you know. Well, if, if you're going to attack on one front, 
why not disable the other front? It's perfect military strategy. Oh, sure. Well, one of the things that I've seen here, now, the, of course, you can only, you can only take what uh, Trump says with a with a grain of salt. But one of the things he 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 does have a, a point on here is he was ta- he was talking to Glenn Beck and said that one of the reasons that Germany doesn't want to get involved is because of uh, their dependence on uh, Russian oil. Apparently, uh, they get quite a bit of their uh, energy from much of Russia. Europe does. Much, much of Europe does, and my you know they could get you know in a real pickle if all of a sudden Russia decides to just okay well we're not well, going to fire a shot into Europe but we'll just cut off your uh, we'll just cut off your fuel supply they're they're screwed well part of that part of that is and I hate to say this John but you've been listening to Fox News again but I have um, a lot of that the the Germans have control of a large portion of the uh, Russian pipeline and I don't know where that leads or what that does, but that's one of the reasons. The, the second thing that really drives me nuts on all of this, let's, let's be realistic about it. You don't stash 125,000 troops on the border of another country and not plan to invade. Oh, I don't you know, know, you don't put on a condom if you're, plan- if you're not planning to screw. Look, Bill, I don't know. You, for all you know, that's, they have to cross the border to buy lottery tickets, okay? You don't know that. <laughs> If vodka better in Ukraine. Yeah, well, you don't know. Maybe they make a good potato knish in Ukraine. That's illegal in Russia. <laughs> Anything is, is possible. That is but correct. The, the theory of I we do not want NATO in Eastern Europe, so we're going to take over Ukraine, well, that puts you even closer to the NATO countries that already are there. Yeah. So that is not a valid point. Of course not. None of it is valid. Uh, none of it is valid. Well, yeah, we're, we're talking about Putin, so what the hell? Right. So so now you may or may not have heard this. This takes us right back to, John, what was the question you posed to me early in the show? Okay. I And I put to, I also put this up as a poll on, on, my, on my Twitter feed and have forwarded it on. But... Um, I'm curious what you think as far as what's going to happen first, uh, war with Russia or a civil war? Well, I think you're also leaving one thing out of that list. None of the above? No. When will I get, <laughs> yeah. when will I get my cars dunk out? What will happen first? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good point. Well, here's, here's the crazy the crazy thing, and I heard this yesterday with, with a civil war. It's not like it was back, you know, in 1860s. The country was divided on lines, you know. You had north and south. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we were to have a civil war now, it's not divided that way. We're all intermingled amongst one another. That is correct. So what you're looking at is more of a terrorism, terrorism type of uh, civil war. Uh, not unlike, and here we go back to the Irish again, but not far back to what the uh, the Irish Republican Army and all of that stuff they were doing back in the seventies and eighties. You know, you know who the, you know who this time is going to be glorious for the preppers, because now they can all bug out. Oh hell yeah! 
They can all bug out to their little shelters and their holes in the ground and and wait this out. We'll see you guys in about 10 or 20 years, you know, when your food stores run out. In the meantime, the rest of us can go about our flipping lives. And uh, But, no, I, we're not – Bill's absolutely right. Man, that hurts coming out. Um, that that had to hurt. <laughs> we're, 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 the Civil War, I mean, hell, I, I'm not going to say it. But you've got people literally next door to you in your family yes. with these differing – look, I know in the Civil War there was brother against brother and all, and all that. You, you had that. But this is this is no, we're not going to first off, they're a very loud minority. A very loud, very mi- very minority. Now, you look at some of these, you know, meal team six guys. All right, they walk around with the guns on. They go into Walmart in the States where open carry is legal, you know, just to show off. Are you kidding me? If these guys have to run 10 feet with this stuff, they're all going to drop. There's no... You do have a a huge point there. This soldiering stuff, the the stuff they like to play, if it gets into a real war, okay, a real shoot-em-out war, sure, they, they got a ton of ammo, but they have no strategy. They have no... It, to me, it falls back to the... You know, the government's coming to take my guns. First off, nobody cares about you personally. Second off, if the government exactly. wants your guns, they're gonna get them. They got a yeah. lot. They got a lot more people with a lot of bigger guns, and they're gonna come get them. So, so uh, anyway. Well, this this kind of lead, this kind of leads into another uh, another topic in, in a roundabout way is how many people actually understand the right to bear arms that constitutional amendment what sure. does it really say it doesn't the, the essence well well the essence of that says that you have the right to arm yourself as the government arms yourself. Uh, in a stupid way, I mean, you got to remember when it was written, you know, muskets were the, the weapon. Right. But it says basically that if the U.S. has a tank, I have the right to own a tank. As ludicrous as that is, that is the essence of the Second Amendment. Now, now, Bill, I, I've never understood it to be that way. In other words, uh, a tit for tat. That's what you're saying. It it, it reads that it's way. Logical. Is well, it? that that was that was in essence what they were trying to get across when they wrote the Second Amendment: the right to bear arms, the right to defend yourself, you know, from somebody that has the same type of weapon, you know, to keep your. It was to keep the government honest. Was technically what that was meant to be. Right. Uh, it has since morphed into what it is now. Oh, I, where, I, you know, I told. Well, for that matter, Barb and I were walking into Walmart yesterday, and here comes this cowboy with a gun strapped right on his hip in plain sight. Yeah. I'm sorry. That makes me nervous. Yeah. Now, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. The one thing that the Second Amendment does not say is that is that you're what'd you call him a shall boy <laughs> i like well. that i never heard that before but anyway it, it in no way indicates that you can go moping down the street with with a glock on your hip okay it doesn't exactly. it does not give you the right to just indiscriminately go and buy a weapon 
Okay? Not everybody should be armed. Not everybody needs to be armed. All right? I, I Look, I'm... In, in this day and age, I, I agree, Ed. In this day and age, the Second Amendment is basically obsolete. Yeah. Very yeah. much so. I, hate, I really hate to say that, but it is. It's not what, what these Second Amendment people claim it is. It is nowhere close to it. Just a cursory reading of it. And look, I have... I'm not a constitutional scholar, but I know Ted Cruz, you know, but... Uh, oh, dear God. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. But uh, but even I can, just from a cursory reading of it, you can see, nowhere does it say that Billy Bob gets to have an AR-15. Nowhere. No. Okay. Oh, well, you have to remember, there were no drive-by musketings back in the day. So, well, you know, you didn't have to worry yeah. about that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Didn't you do it on horseback? Yeah, I mean, if you heard the horse coming down the street, run! <laughs> <laughs> you it's, know, it's you, that... you can't hide from, a, from an Uber that's armed now. <laughs> I'm sorry, did I use the naughty word? That's okay, we'll let it pass this. No, but again, the Second Amendment, yeah. it, it, like we're all agreeing here, it's not it's not a free license to go out and and arm everybody. It's not as if well, the, because it, it, well, it was technically meant for people to be able to feed themselves and defend themselves. That right. you know, you had to hunt back then. There yes. there was no WalMarts and Targets and right. you know Dollar Sabers or whatever. There weren't any of those. You had to go out and hunt to get food. Right, and so now it, it's but again, see. This is what drives me nuts about politicians and politics and all that is lobbying. I've been firmly against lobbying for as long as I've been aware of its existence. I tell the story of a job I had when I was a young pup. I was half the man I am today with twice the hair. Uh, I went to work for New York Telephone. Mm -hmm. I went to work for New York Telephone. I'm signing all the papers and filling out all the forms. And we get to this thing. It's a deduction of $1 every pay period. That's every two weeks. And what is this for? Oh, it's for the lobbyist. Oh, I'll pass. Thank you very much. I said, well, it's my ass at that point. Well, actually, I asked. I said, can somebody clarify me what the lobbyists do? And they explained. I said, oh, so basically it's a bribe. And they said, yes, it is. I said, great. I'll pass. I said, great. I'll pass. I was about 19 at the time, 20 at the time. And well, this, this is, hold that on. brings it back to something that that's what Spiro Agnew basically got in trouble for. Right. Hold on. Hold on. So now uh, I, I'm told, oh, no, Ed, we have to have 100% participation. I said, then, then it's not voluntary, is it? And you're telling me I have to do it. No, exactly. Well, we're not saying that. Well, you just said it. Union reps came in. I have very, very high union reps come in to speak to me. And, uh, oh, Ed, we'll pay the dollar. We'll pay the dollar for you. I said, it's not about the dollar. It's about the principle of it. I don't want to participate in this. But you have to. Then oh. tell, Then why are you even asking me to sign this if I have to? Uh, and it came down to, oh, they, they hated me. They hated me because I wouldn't. Again, it wasn't the dollar. It was 50 cents a week. I said, nope. And yeah, I, but it's still the point. It was the point it, of the bribe. For something that, you know, if you want to lobby somebody, that's on your ass, not right. mine. Right. But don't, the idea of, I have to now throw money at somebody. You know, look, I, I get it. I want a good table at a restaurant. I'm going to throw the guy 
you know, hey, dude, there's two dollars here for you. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, but that's a different situation. Right. My government you know, should be doing I for think me. That qualifies as like a one-time thing. These people are throwing money at these people daily, mm-hmm. and they're trying to get them to do something that they want to do. Now, I'll, I'll give you an example of this. I don't know if you ever saw this movie uh, with Eddie Murphy, yes. a distinguished gentleman. Yes, it, oh, yeah. it, okay. that that is so spot on that it, it's it's scary. And I would recommend people that have not seen it to see it and now, now and Bill, get a, give yourself a good idea of how it really works with the lobbyists and all of that. Bill, hold on. I want to do a, a brief, brief synopsis of the plot. The there is a congressman. <laughs> There's a congressman in some uh, place in Florida who dies. Eddie Murphy's character happens to have the same name. Now, the, the, the congressman that died had been one of these people that was in office for like 150 years. Got it, kept getting in on name recognition alone. So he cooks up the idea. And Eddie, Eddie Murphy's character is a con man and all this, a thief. And uh, he, he runs for office using his name, but never once showing his face. And gets elected. And hilarity ensues. And uh, mm-hmm. Cheryl, Cheryl Lee Ralph is in it. She's fantastic. She is fantastic. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah. I mean, there, there was a perfect example of them saying, hey, if you want money from the sugar lobbyists, we have this. If you want money from the, the potato lobbyists, we have this. What's your, what's your flavor of the day? Right. Right, and and, it's, and this is what I I don't like lobbyists, and this is what this is why the the tobacco industry is still up and running. It's in the no business being yeah, up and running. Exactly. Uh, look, we can uh, we 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 uh, there's there's so many things that they get that the GQP gets upset about, but you don't. What about you've got children being shot to death? Oh no no no! We'll we'll look at that down the you know down the road. Now is not the time. When is yeah, the time? Exactly. When is the time? Do we do we wait till till uh, Ted Cruz gets back from Cancun? Oh, he'd have hated it here this weekend. Let me tell you. <laughs> well, let me let me. Hey, let John's me here. here with this. One of the things that <laughs> that people don't talk about near enough is the the number of illegal guns that are on the streets uh the ones that are being used for carjackings which is becoming a uh epidemic in its own uh, right at least here in uh, in minnesota uh there are people wonder well where are these guns coming from well these hoodlums that are out there by or that are using these guns in these crimes they're not getting them from your local walmart they are getting them from "Quote unquote," uh, American citizens who who uh, proudly got to carry, you know, four or five guns, and I'm I'm bragging about the fact that I can carry as many guns as I want. Well, guess what? You're a nice target for the next time I come and burglarize your house because chances are pretty damn good if you're that much of a gun nut, you're not having, especially if you don't have any kids, you don't have any real reason to. Your guns are out exactly. on the out in the open, and your guns are out there. So when somebody breaks into your house and you know what goes and takes your TV and uh, 
and uh, whatever else of, of, of value. Oh yeah. Well, you got a couple of guns laying around. Well, let's, let's, let's grab them too. And let's, let's put some more guns out on the street. The fact of the matter is, is there are too many guns available in this country. Yes. It is too easy to get a gun, whether legally or illegally. No. Um, and, and this, this will hit back to Ed at home. I mean, wasn't the the one cop in New York that was, well, actually it's two of them. Uh, when they went to this domestic disturbance, the uh, gentleman, shall we say, had a handgun with the extended clip. Yes, I, I, I understand that. Uh, you know, these are the things you want a handgun. I have no problem with it. The extended clip, the automatic weapons, the AR-15s, these kind of things. These are assault weapons mm -hmm. that is not what it was meant for you to have it's not there and as a defense oh, taking guns. They, they've been saying they're going to take your guns ever since kennedy was in office for christ's sake probably, that's a republicans general uh party line thing they're going to come take your guns yeah and dumb asses believe it well and like I, I agree with you john there's way too many guns there's too it's too easy to get now I'll give you an example of this, John. Uh, you remember my buddy Rick here in, in Wichita yeah, Falls. Sure. He, he owns guns. Now, I've known Rick my entire life. He's he's an honest enough individual. He's a respectful person. He knows what he's doing. And I, and I trust him with, with owning these weapons. Plus, he also keeps them locked up. That's but the key thing. Every time he goes to buy another weapon... His name gets flagged because there is somebody by the same name oh, that has been flagged. So he gets flagged every time he has to wait. So he has decided, and here you go, to get around that. How does he get around it? He has his wife buy the gun. So this is how probably a vast majority of this is getting done. Get, go get your cousin. Go get your nephew. Go get here. I'll I'll give you an extra hundred bucks if you can go buy that for me. Yeah, well, that you know, and I'm sure that that's more true than not. Theoretically, that's I don't know about in Texas, but theoretically, that's illegal here in Minnesota. Yeah, basically, I understand that theoretically. Yes. <laughs> so I was buying but liquor I mean, for kids. How, how is somebody going to know if I come in? You know, if Johnny Jumping Jack comes in and buys <laughs> this gun and registers it under his name. Uh, you know, and then gives it to his brother. I mean, I understand the, the law and that you're not supposed, supposed to do that, but I guarantee you it happens more often than you'd care to think. Of course it does. I mean, it's like, it's like uh, getting somebody to go and buy a pack of cigarettes for you or buy a six pack of beer when you're a kid. Sure. There's six always pack of beer. Exactly. There's always somebody willing to do it. And, uh, you know, look, the sometimes when I'm really, really tired of dealing with all this stuff, I just go, you know what? By the time any of them have the nerve to actually do something, I'll be long gone. I'll be, I'll be, uh, I'll, I'll be plant food. It'll be, you guys, you have a ball. I'm, uh, <laughs> I've already checked out. Have a Coke and a smile and shut the F up, right? There, there you go. Now you're talking. Well, we are, you know, old dogs like us or, or like you guys. I still haven't made 60 yet, so. <laughs> and at this rate, you may not. It's coming, big boy. 
<laughs> Why I'm, is that? I'm, I'm, I'm talking to a couple of senior citizens here. I'm huh? still only 58 years old. For the moment. Yeah, yeah thank you very much. For the moment. But uh, <laughs> oh, I I, I I I shouldn't I shouldn't talk. I have Christ my freaking knees and everything else. There's, uh, You're in worse shape than me. I I I am. And I'm an old man. Remember, you're talking to, you're, you're talking to me about knees. Yeah, How dare well, you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, here's what I don't understand. You guys have bad knees. How do you make a living? I don't. I'm retired. Oh, so you don't have to get down on the knees anymore. No. Hey. The hospital, though. There you go. You had the dirty knee pads. We know. We know. We saw you. Yeah. That's how you could tell who the head nurse was. She had knee pads. That's right. We took a long trip around the park, but we finally got to that joke. Yes, we kind of... Kind of digressed a little bit here, didn't we? We took the circuit once around the park, James, and then home. It's what we it's what we do on a what we do on a regular basis in this show. We're just tripling up on it now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So let's let's kind of. The, we'll pump the brakes on that for a second. The other thing I was wanting to discuss was the fact of uh, the uh, <laughs> the Omicron variant. Now right, they're coming right. out with the fact that there's a stealth variant. Hold on, I Bill. I have no idea Bill? what that means. It just it sneaks up on your ass? I thought all of them did anyway. Bill, hang on a second because I know where John was going here. John, we, 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 we are... Uh... We're alerting the stations up and down the line. We're going to stop at the top of the hour for a quick station ID, and then we're going to continue on with Bill. He's going to stay with us through football. What do you think, Bill? Ooh. Oh, dear Lord, yes. All right. So so, uh, just we'll continue on, and when I tell you to shut up, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we've got got this, uh, got this new variant. Uh, BA two or something like that. Uh, they 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 say that it's every bit as contagious as Omicron, but uh, apparently not. It's it's a weakened version, and I I don't see I don't see the uh, uh, the doctors and the medical community getting too up in arms about this. I mean, and hopefully this is what this will wind up being with COVID eventually is is it went from being a real killer to the point where it's going to be maybe just a shake ahead of uh, the, the, flu. Uh, the flu or even a common cold uh, yep. and, 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 you're, and if you're vaccinated hey you're even better you're better off uh, even more so well um, the, the, the key to the vaccination all these people that want to complain about it and whatnot uh, the vaccination is, is not going to prevent you from getting the virus no the, the the flu vaccination doesn't prevent you from getting the flu it prevents you from freaking dying exactly exactly and now i'll buy I that lottery s- ticket any day it's like i've been saying time and time again when it comes to masks when it comes to the uh, vaccinations in essence you are protecting yourself and hopefully more people are doing that. We'll, we'll get to doing that. Get that message. You are protecting yourself. And yeah. that's all we're asking. You know, unless you really unless you're a Republican. You really want to hear something insane that I heard someone say the other day? 
uh, when, when asked, had they been vaccinated? He said, no, I'm Republican. Well, there you go. There you go. Exactly. I feel <laughs> well, you know what? If you're a Republican, I don't give a goddamn if you get vaccinated or not. All I'm right. It, no. All right, gentlemen, it's shut up time. <laughs> Very well. It's shut up time. Uh, John's going to take us out here out of the first hour. You got about 20 seconds, John. Take us out of the first hour. Okay. Well, uh, we'll be back with more stuff, including interesting talk about football. God, I'm ex- I love this show. I love this segment all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, keep, give, me five, give me five more seconds. Five, four, oh, three, God. two, Shut up. one. <laughs> All right, we're back. We'll for back. No, we are back. We are back. Wow, that was quick. Oh, so we cut out the... We cut out the Everything. Big, uh, I told you, we're just doing a station ID. We're back. John, bring us back in. Oh, well, welcome back to the very abbreviated version of the uh, after the break here. <laughs> well, hey, I got good news. We won't be getting red flagged by uh, YouTube and, and Facebook this week for content violations. Not, not this week. Oh, we'll be golden. Not yet, anyway. No, we every every week, Bill, we play at, at the top of the hour. We play something. Uh some music, some video, and for whatever reason, YouTube or and Facebook get their tit in a ringer about it. You know, even though the fact that you know, hey, we've got, uh, hey, we're happy here. We got maybe ten or twelve listeners live, and maybe, <laughs> and, and maybe another fifty or so to the uh, rebroadcasts and the podcasts and whatnot. But uh, YouTube is really concerned that we play, uh, that we're playing somebody's copyrighted material. So, meanwhile, meanwhile, <sighs> tell, oh. him, tell him, right. John, do your do your usual hour two intro, please. Well, well, you told me you totally threw me off my game here. Yeah, well, so. that that was the that was the point. Okay, well, welcome back to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and the Radio TFI Streaming Network from the ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com studio in St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon over there in Queens, New York in the snowed-in Radio TFI Executive Tower. It's the one and only Ed Van Ness. Oh, and, and by the way, we got one. We got one more tagging along here. We're heavy one. We are, we are. <laughs> we're, we're heavy one. From Wichita Falls, Texas, via Minnesota, it is Mister Bill Fancher. So, hello everybody. so now I so, guess. Go ahead, John. Thank you very much. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. No, I I think it's time that we go right into uh, the congressional investigation into your cheating ways. Oh, are we going to start the rocket science part of the show? We're going to start the rocket science part. Now, Bill, now before we get going, Bill, young Mr. Fancher is going to join us for uh, for our point segments today. Now, Bill, this is not like the rest of the show where you just barge in. We have you will you will be called upon for your opinion for the two games. Oh, we will give you your opinion when the time comes. That is right. So so as we say in in the more polite sections of this country, 
Just sit down and shut up until you're talked to. Capiche? Aye, aye, sir. There you go. Now we're... See, John? That's what I need from you. I need more of that. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> Do not hold your breath. Because... All right. Here we go. Let's rock and roll. It's time for John and Ed versus the Spread, your weekly foray into the exciting world of pigskin prognostication. Not prognostication. What the hell's the word? It, it is prog- prognostication. It is prognostication. Yes, yes it's yes, not yes, procrastination it like you want to say all the time. Yeah. Each week, John, wide left, Shannon, Gerald the computer who wears tennis shoes, and I end this week from deep in the heart of Texas. Young Mr. Bill, we'll choose we'll, we'll choose professional football games and select winners using the point spread. At the end of the season, the winner will be investigated by Congress and may or may not claim possession of the Radio TFI Gilchrist Ceremonial Sippy Cup. Extra points can be own, earned. Owned? I have this written down. I say it every week. By going for it. I can read. I I can't pronounce. You can get uh, extra points by going for it. If we have the nerve, ladies and gentlemen. Kids and kittens. It's... John and Ed versus the spread. Well, well, well. We're just going to cut the music. Well, well, well. What an interesting week we had last week. Uh, But let's get to the standings right now. Currently, uh, young Mr. Shannon is in a damn near insurmountable lead. He has just chugged along and chugged along and chugged along low these past few weeks. Meanwhile, I've been uh, I'm not. I'm a solid 11 points behind him. Uh, There's only one way I could have possibly won and I'm still not going to do it because I think he's cheating. And then Gerald is, is, I'm actually bringing up the rear. Gerald is in second place with 38 points. Let's, let's take a look at last week. The, uh, yes, the inanimate object actually has a better chance of catching me than you do. <laughs> that is correct. That wouldn't be the first time in life. But last week, uh, let's see, what did John do? John, John, uh, yeah, he did pretty well. He went two and two. He, uh, uh, he picked the winners in the AFC. And he, he just struck out completely on the NFC. Meanwhile, I went for two on three separate games and lost every one of them. And only the Cincinnati Bengals gave me a point. Meanwhile, Gerald managed to squeeze two points out of last week. Uh, he, again, with Cincinnati and the Rams worked for him. He went for two with Kansas City and three with San Francisco. And he got butt hurt on that. And here we are. Let's go into this week. It's the conference championships. There's only two games. Our special guest is going to pick along with us this week. But as always, we begin with young Mr. Shannon, John Cincinnati at Kansas City. I can't I can't pick against my Chiefs at this point in time. This is going to be a good game. I am looking forward to this one. Uh, I think it's going to be high scoring. Uh but uh, the Chiefs are the home team. They are. Uh, they. I just think everything is in their favor. They're seven point favorites. I'm, I'm going to take the Chiefs uh, 
And basically, it's going to be the winning touch. It's going to be the winning touchdown at the end of this shootout. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be it. Bill, well, what's your take on this game? Uh, Kansas City is the seven-point well, favorite. Well, I agree with Johnny in this issue. Young Mr. Mahomes, it's kind of hard to pick against. However, however, Mr. Burroughs and Cincinnati have been playing real well this year. Mm-hmm. Do not fall prey to what Cincinnati did to Kansas City early in the year. Uh, don't think that's going to add into this at all. Uh, Kansas City, I'm going to go a little bit more than what John said. This game's going to be over by halftime. Wow. Kansas City by 15. 15. Oh, see, he'd be going for two right now. He'd be going for two in this one. He'd be going for two. So I like that. (laughs) I like that. He's going for two. Uh, I'm going with the Bengals. Uh, I like the seven points. Uh, I'm not certain that they can beat Kansas City in Kansas City. But I firmly believe that it's gonna be it's gonna be like like all the games last week comes down to the very end. It's gonna come down to a field goal, or it's gonna come down to a, a touchdown in overtime. I don't think that seven points is gonna hold. Now let's hear from uh, our chief prognosticator, Gerald. Good morning, gentlemen. As I said last week, I'm riding the Cincinnati Bengals all the way to the Super Bowl. I'm getting seven points against those Kansas City chefs. Great goodly moogly. So Gerald is uh, Gerald is along with me. So so Bill and John like like the chefs, and Gerald and I are going with Cincinnati. John, let's let's swing down to the to the uh, NFC co- Conference Championship being played at the home of the Super Bowl. It's those San Francisco 49ers versus the LA Rams. What do you got for me? When's the, first off, when is the last time that the Los Angeles Rams played in an NFC Championship game against the uh, against the uh, Niners? You know, has it happened? I I would believe that never. Yeah, I was gonna say I just that that that's uh, well, they're also division right. It, it doesn't oh you know sometimes it happens that division rivals will wind up late you know into the postseason together, it, it, but. We can look that up. Um, I, th- I think that I think that um, San Francisco's um, uh, it's it's midnight for Cinderella. You think so? And I, I think that the Rams are going to take this. I think it's going to be another good game, though. To be honest with you, these are two very good, good, solid, entertaining football games that we got ahead of us here. But Rams are three and a half point favorites. I'm going with the favorite, and uh, that's it. All right, Bill. Where do you stand on this? Okay, I'm going to agree with John in here. You definitely want to give the points. How many times have we seen teams play three times in a year and the one team has won the first two? It's very difficult to beat anybody three times in the NFL. Yes, it is. Much less a division opponent. Therefore, at home and the point spread, I take the Rams by eight. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, we just use the points, but you don't have to give your own points. But if that's how you're feeling, oh, well, go with the Rams. Go with the Rams, giving up three and a half. Very good, very good. Um, I, I do like the Niners, and and basically, for the same reason, I'm picking Cincinnati. I I think this is going to be a hell of a game. It is a division game, and by the way, the only way you can play somebody three times is a division opponent. So, uh. I think they, uh, 
It's going to be tight. It's going to be close. Or I could be talking out of my ass and it'll be a blowout. But be that as it may, I'm taking the Niners. Well, one way or another. I mean, you flip <laughs> right. a coin. Right. But I, I'm going with the Niners. I'm taking my three and a half points. And let's hear from uh, the computer who wore tennis suit shoes. Gerald, what are you uh, what are you up to on this? Barring a last-minute rule change or a full investigation by Congress, it appears that Mr. Shannon has a clear path to victory. Nevertheless, I will go down swinging. I'm going for two with the San Francisco 49ers. I'm giving up 13 and a half points to the LA Rams. No home game for the Super Bowl, Rams. Well, there you have it. There you have it. I think Gerald uh, put that put that quite succinctly, uh, especially the part about the congressional investigation. Uh, so here, let's summarize. This is a, a quick and easy summary this week. In the early game, uh, Cincinnati visits Kansas City. John likes the chefs, uh, giving up seven points. Bill Bill would be going for two if he uh, if he was an actual real part of this. But he again likes the chefs getting the seven or fourteen or he likes them to win by fifteen just to be. Uh. Meanwhile, Gerald and I both are going with the Bengals. Uh, back in the NFC Championship game, we have the San Francisco 49ers visiting the Los Angeles Rams. Rams are three and a half point favorites. John likes those Rams. Bill likes those Rams by an indeterminate amount of points because he truly does not understand how we operate here. Meanwhile, I like <laughs> I like the Niners. I'm going with them. And Gerald's going for two because he believes, he firmly believes there will be a rules loophole or or an investigation into John Shannon's sudden surge in the points. Well, that's going to do it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. No games next week, so we'll just do a recap and we'll start talking about the Super Bowl. Um, but always remember, if you're going to use your real money, you're going to use our picks to bet your real money. John, what is it we always say? You do you, boo. You do you, boo. That's right. <laughs> by, by the way, are, are, are you freaking nuts? There's any number hey. of... You know, I tell you what really gave me, Bill. You probably you you wouldn't have known this, but really, what gave me the uh, jump on this on this particular uh, game that we've been playing is a uh, couple a few weeks ago when the uh, Vikings went into Green Bay, and the Viking or the the Packers were I forget they were about a touchdown favorite. Yeah. Right. And I picked, I went for three points. I picked the Packers to win by 20, well, was it 20 and a half? 20 and a half. So, yeah, I picked the Packers to, uh, and they won and by, we all know what happened. We all know what happened in that game. They won by 21. Mm-hmm. They won by 21 points. That's where I got my nice little three points from. And, and uh, that's where the investigation I, will begin, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, I'll tell you what's been been funny down here is to listen to all these poor Showboy fans complaining about a referee spotting the ball late. Well, uh, this gets back into my wheelhouse here. The official who is actually supposed to 
spot the ball, touch the ball before it is put into play is the umpire, the backfield judge, the umpire. They're bitching and moaning that he was 30 yards downfield. Well, these are all 50, 60-year-old men that are working on a field with all these young athletes. What do you think is going to happen? Exactly. exactly. In other, in other words, saying. what what that boils down to is don't burn all your timeouts. And don't run with 13 seconds left on the clock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, look, I, I always get a kick out of when somebody with seconds left is blaming the wind, is blaming the officials. Is blaming, Look, you had 59 minutes and 48 seconds or 47 seconds to get yourself exactly to a better place or 59 minutes and 47 seconds to get yourself to be ahead by four touchdowns you instead opted to be down and you decided early in the third quarter let's burn those timeouts we're not going to need them we're not going to need them yep exactly let's redeem them let's redeem them for a nice jacket or something uh I, I, wanted, I just wanted to tell you, you realize that I go through this every week with him, thinking because I'm up I'm up on the points that I'm cheating. I haven't heard so much whining about a, about a losing a contest since the days of sore loserman. <laughs> Do you need a little bit of uh, cheese with that wine, Ed? <laughs> I'm sorry, Bill. We're having a difficult... I can't... I'm sorry, the reception has just gone. Is Bill still oh, with yeah. us? It's Bill, terrible, are you there? What is sore loserism? Yeah, I was. I, you guys are talking about something I have no idea what you're talking about. So, <laughs> sore loserman? You don't know what that refers to? No. You don't? No. That's what. What uh, part of the answer didn't you understand? Uh, no. That's what uh, Al Gore and, uh, and Lieberman were referred to when they lost when they lost the election oh. and yeah so people were calling them sore losers how how are they the sore losers well if, if, if you think if you think about it they no uh, they, they, they 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 accepted it with grace and aplomb in, in a roundabout way yes they did they didn't in way in the way of the well, inauguration, that's right. that kind yeah, of they, didn't, they didn't storm. They didn't have anybody storm the Capitol. And Al Gore no. had to, and Al Gore had to preside over the uh, the the day in in the Senate in Which Congress. Yeah, exactly. to to say I'm a loser. Right. It's official. I'm a loser. So. Hey, call, you, calling them, guys, so, calling them so losers. Chat for a sec, for a couple of seconds because I didn't get my my. Oh, uh, good lord! To run down the hall, so you two go chitty chat for a couple. So of anyway, so John does a he he, parti- he participates in a two hour show once a week, and he's got to make eighteen trips to the men's room. So anyway, well, I'm Bill, talking about us being old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got to get up, but, you know, I just do it down my leg. Come on, man. <laughs> just put that catheter in and move on for the night. Come on, man. It ain't that. It ain't rocket science what we're doing here. So anyway, Bill, what uh, what else were we uh, going to talk about? Was there anything? Uh, well, there was something that came up in <laughs> the news the other day, and oh. This can only happen in Texas, and and technically, this can only happen in Texas. Um, do you remember Brexit? Sure. 
I don't fully where, understand it, okay. but I understand. Well, now we have a case going here that's called Texit. <laughs> the dumbasses in this state. Now, okay, let, let me preface this a little bit here, Ed. The people of this state, in essence, are very good people. I'll give them that. They're very nice, very, very good people. There are the percentage, which is in any state and union you want to go to. Sure. The people generally are very nice. It's the politicians and those people that are dumber than homemade crap. <laughs> Uh, you know, if you spotted them a, a letter, they couldn't spell cat. And by the way, I, I prefer the store. I prefer, I prefer the storeboard crap. It's going to secede from the union. Oh, good Lord. Again? Because get this, the Texas constitution gives them the right to do that. Somehow I don't believe that. I don't believe that either. And the bottom line being, let's see, who was the last one that tried that? I believe that was South Carolina. How did that work? Mm, they're still with us, I believe. And, it, and yeah, and I can promise you that if Texas attempts to secede from the union, my ass is out of here. <laughs> yeah. I, because all your government funding and, and all of those, those government issues are going to be gone. Yes. Yes. The only thing Texas, Texas would have going have enough, Texas doesn't have enough smart people here to run this state without that. The only thing that Texas would have going for it would be the fact that it's already its own power grid, not connected to the rest of the country. And uh Oh yeah, let's let's get me talking on that. No, no, you no. realize No, 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 stop. Stop. Company, stop. Stop. The, the stop. That, Bill, that cut them off. Somebody cut them off. <laughs> Uh-oh. Go ahead. The, com the company that does. The company that does the electrical grid here in Texas is called ERCOT. Uh-huh. And you remember how they got their titty in a ringer last year with the big storm yes. and all of that good stuff? Yes, yes, yes. Well, they were put on notice by the Texas government and, and Speed Racer that – oh, I'm sorry. That's Greg Abbott. That's my nickname for him. Uh, that – they were to correct this deficiency. What they have done since is not a damn thing. Nothing. Okay. So if we are to have another cold spell of the epic proportions, we are right back in square one. Well, you know, the one thing about Texas that uh, I'm assuming you're talking about the power grid and what have you there. Right. Um, the one thing about Texas that uh, I found amazing was that you had a vast number of different energy companies. What did, uh, I think we, as I recall, we had to choose from about five different providers down there oh i it's up to seven now oh is it real how okay so how the hell does that even work because it isn't like every power company has you know you don't have like eight umpteen different power lines running you know from uh, along all the poles and what have you no what the they same, what they do is they co-op everything the same electricity, and, you know, regardless. go from there. Let's, oh, I'm going to buy my power from the, you know, Texas Electric, and then I'm going to sell it to you uh, at this. Well, then you're just a complete dumbass if that's the case. Well, I, I, I just thought it was crazy. I mean, 
it's it's like you're not uh i forget exactly who the hell we used for a power company when we were down there but uh uh one was you're selling the same product that that's just, oh yes it just seems pointless and that's that's well the key the the key thing with that john and i'll kind of under i understand what you're saying is you the the two major companies texas texas electric and and, uh nrg are the two main ones reliant energy uh you really you kind of want to keep two so that you prevent the monopoly scenario um but it's not too much different anyway you know, yep. someone will give you a few pennies off the kilowatt hours you use compared to the other company, but you're going to make up for it in other areas. Yeah, but well, Bill, Bill, I, I, I've been living here. Well, every place I've lived has had one power company. I've never felt like I'm being... Right, what do you got, Con Ed up there? Con Ed, Consolidated Edison here, and I was with FPL down in South Florida. Never felt that I was being ripped right. off. Never felt... You know, no. there, there's regulations in place and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's going to complain about every utility regardless. But uh, to John's point, <laughs> it, it, it's the same product coming out of the outlet, regardless of who, quote unquote, provides it. Ain't none of them providing it. They're just brokers for it. Exactly. Um, you know, so it just seems to me that it just confuses the issue more. And, and it just gives many more opportunities to point fingers and go, not my fault. There you go. You hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what it is. Plus, you have That's that many more bureaucrats, corporate bureaucrats that are, you know, they're, you know, they're making close to six digits, I'm sure. You know, it, it just becomes, it's not a public utility. It's a, it becomes more of a, a corporate uh Take uh, taking of a, nece- a, a, a necessary product. Right now, if I can get you well, guys, I mean, Reliant Energy is the one who basically built the stadium for the Houston Texans. Right, and they got to name it. Right. So that means they're doing okay. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Ed, you were going to. You were yeah, take I, us out of this. No, I was trying to get back to to where we derailed uh, on the uh, Texas wanting to secede from the union. And oh, uh, is that where this was? Well, yeah, well, you were off doing whatever well, it is. You're doing. Well, we got derailed because Johnny had to go pee. But now, is anybody? Uh, how, how can I put this question without it sounding completely ridiculous? I can't. Has anybody made a serious attempt no. at at? at uh, at breaking off. Uh, you, this, this comes up. God, I, you can't understand how often this, this, this issue comes up. However, this time it's actually gaining a little more traction. All right. Let me ask you a question. Uh, let me, let me ask you, you know, it's, it's, it's because the state is what it is. You know, it's, it's yeah. the Republican party headquarters, basically. Let me ask a question, Bill. And let me ask we you a have question. A Beto O'Rourke he is can running hear- for governor. He can hear me, right? Greg Abbott, a.k.a. Speed Racer. And so, of course, they are bringing everything back into that uh, Beto is, oh, he's Biden's buddy. And they're going to bring the new Green Deal to Texas. (laughs) And they're going to let every immigrant known to man come across our borders. That's right. Bill, you can hear me, right? 
Yes, sir. Okay, I'm just wondering because it seems every time I start talking, you start talking on top of me. Um, <laughs> I'll just slap me around a little bit. I'll be all right. Hey, look, I hear you like it. I hear oh, you, he's giving permission. <laughs> I hear you charge extra for it, but who am I? Have, uh, how, I, I'm curious because years ago, uh, the province of Quebec in Canada was they actually had votes on it and it just barely missed by the most narrow of margins. I was following it because the French Canadians are nasty, nasty people and I hate them. And I, 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 and all the other Canadians who are not French Canadians would love to see Quebec go au revoir. See ya. Uh, but Quebec wanted to secede from Canada. Of course, not taking into account that now if they, uh, if they separate themselves, they don't physically get to move. You got to stay there, and now everything's yeah, and everything's got to go around you. And the harder you make it for, let's say, the Trans Canadian Railroad to cross through, and in <laughs> Texas, it would be the same thing. Whatever railroads come through, you're going to make it. Oh, now it now it's a it's a national border. Screw you. We'll just go around you. We'll just go around you. And make it tougher for you. Now you've got. Is anybody accepting the fact that international tariffs will be uh, in play here? And uh, oh, you ain't part of the USA no more. You you got to give us back those pickup trucks. Do they know this? Has it dawned on them? I mean, I'm all. I'm look. I'm all for Dallas going away. Okay, not San Antonio. I like San Antonio. I, think, I agree. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful city. I've been there once. I would love to go back. Uh, now, I look, I'm I'm fine with the idea, and I bet you Mexico don't want them back. Not that they're trying. Well, they wouldn't want to go to Mexico. By the way, do the, the, the people who scream about the immigrants realize that Texas was a part of Mexico? Do they know that? Uh, you know, they sit there and bitch and moan about the Alamo all the time, so you would think that they at some point must understand it. I, I mean, I don't even know what the hell what the significance of the Alamo was. I was shocked at how tiny the Alamo was. I'm shocked at the size of it. It's tiny, right? Oh, it is kind of amazing, isn't it? When I got there, I was just this is the what, what? Alamo. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate. I would, probably, I should probably point out here, guys, our. Uh, our resident contrarian, uh, Ken Coons. <laughs> Hi, Ken! Has, uh, oh, God, here we go. What a big day. He's, he has uh, said that no political power has made such a sim uh, serious attempt. Uh, oh, that's right. He's in Tejas, too. Hi. <laughs> yeah, he's in no, the Houston I area. I didn't, say it was, I didn't say it was a political party that was attempting to do this. However, they did ask... Uh, Ted Cruz about it, and he, he so offhandedly blew it off like uh, he does so many other things that, well, if it happened, I would be all for it. Really? So, no, I, I didn't say it was a political issue. It's these, it's the people of the state that are trying to get some traction underneath this. Ah, copy that. Copy that. So. And, you know, to tell you the truth, of course, now that I'm over a thousand miles away from the state of Texas... It wouldn't break my heart uh, if they did secede. I hate to say it, it, it 
but um you know just make sure you uh, because you know it's going to be it's going to be a, a a bastion for every right wing nut job from exactly uh, from Maine to uh, Washington you know but and, they got to between they got to give back the pickup trucks so. what'd you say bill turn off the lights when you leave yeah exactly what'd you say now ed i said they got to give back the pickup trucks <laughs> that's all you can buy down here right now no well, there you go there you go by the way and since we have ken out there uh ken we would love love your picks for the games today uh we'd love love uh <laughs> feel free to send them Texans in aren't playing so he probably doesn't care well there you go. I think he can join in on the fun and uh, Chiefs. Chiefs are seven point uh, uh, favorites, and the Rams are three and a half point favorites. Uh, just, just type something in there, Ken. You know we love you. FYI, exactly. Meanwhile, we uh, which leads me into another another topic. Since we're talking about Texas, leads me into the other topic of the insanity behind this state government. Uh, Speed Racer has decided that he wants to put uh, the Na- Texas National Guard on the borders. Why? To help with the immigration crisis. Well, if you understand the uses of the National Guard, you will understand he cannot do that. It's not meant to be used in that manner. The National Guard is meant to be used in emergencies and things like this. Oh, you'll hear people say, oh, it's an emergency. No, it's not. So they have gotten over 14,000 National Guard troops on the border with no stinking authority to arrest or stop any aliens crossing the border. Now, when you say aliens, don't you mean they could also just fly their spaceship across the border? This could also be true. Excuse me. No illegal aliens. No aliens are here. They're pretty much legal. However, what they're doing is now that they they have these troops down there, they are housing them in these FEMA trailers that we've all seen. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about. And they're putting 20, 30 people into a trailer that was only meant for 10 people. Ergo, COVID is running wild on the border amongst these National Guard troops. The hell you say? Well, go figure, right? So once again, you know, we're back to the thing that we should have finished that wall, damn it. (sighs) Because the wall will prevent COVID. Yes, amongst other things. Well, and as always, and it's, a, it's a it's a great threat to this country that uh, illegal aliens are crossing the border. Uh, you know, uh, they've been doing it since <laughs> the Alamo. What's the point now? Well, I've been doing it since you before know, that. What what the great the great mystery of life is is looking at at the way this country is and look at how looking at how non dark people are treating. Uh, people of different people that don't look like them um why would they want to come here to begin with uh, you do have a point but i mean if you have people threatening to kill you on a daily basis or kidnap your children and things i can understand do i agree with it no i think the travel from your country to the u.s is much harsher than than 
trying to get shot on a daily basis. Well, no, I, I desperate, you know, desperate people do desperate things. I, I totally get that. And, right. And if you've lost a family member somewhere to that type of violence, I, I under, I, I do understand that point, but let's, let's face it. I mean, they're in us there. We are in such a different world right now. This country According to all the history books I ever read, this country welcomed the oppressed, welcomed people who came to this country from other parts. Give me your tired, your poor, <laughs> etc. Yes, yeah, so we're just, the poor dregs of every. We've been, like I said, in stripes. We've been kicked out of every country in the world. Yeah, exactly. Um, but now, all of a sudden. Well, geez, if you're Mexican, if you're Honduran, if you're if you're any color other than white, we don't want you. We 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 don't want uh, we don't want you in this country. And I still have not gotten a straight answer from this. My I'm I'm a first generation American. My father came over here from Scotland. Now, unfortunately, he passed away before I got to ask him any serious questions about what it was like for him to immigrate. What did he have to do? What process did he have to go through? Um, I don't believe it was anywhere near as, as an involved of a process as what they are expecting for uh, people these days. Oh, no doubt. Uh, and nobody's been able to give me a straight answer on that. And I, I don't, uh, I really don't think there is one, John. You know, I, I hate to say this guys, I was looking something up and what, what, what is the question, John? Well, my question is, is that I wonder, I wonder what it was like. My father immigrated here from Scotland. I, and I don't even really remember when, I'm, I'm assuming that it was probably mid to late fifties mm-hmm. is when he come up here and I could be wrong. It could have been even sooner, but my, my point being is, is I wonder what he had to go through get in this country. Well, I can tell you part of what he had to go through. I don't know. Maybe not in the fifties. Uh, uh, but he went through being treated like dirt upon arrival. Yeah. Being shuffled off. If your name was too difficult to pronounce, they changed it. Um, True. I mean, they were inoculated and all that. and But they were essentially allowed into the country. I'm not saying there weren't. Yeah. I'm not saying that there weren't those that weren't, weren't turned around. Okay. For a variety of reasons. Now, my grandfather came from Italy when he was four years old. My mother's father never spoke about it to the point I didn't know about it till the day after he died. We we're in his apartment going, going through some stuff and I found something with the name Giuseppe on it. And I looked at my mom and my aunt. I said, who's Giuseppe? And they said, oh, that's your grandfather. Well, he, I always knew him as Joe. You know, his <laughs> name was Joe. Joe Maggio. Not Joe DiMaggio, just Joe Maggio. And uh, that's when I no, that's for real. That's that's my grandfather. Um, But 
He never spoke about it. Never spoke about it. But from what I've read, what I'm familiar with is that yeah, people were treated like crap. Uh, you know, they lived really hard lives. You know, there's plenty of stories about the Lower East Side of Manhattan teeming with, you know, I grew up in an apartment like that with six kids, six kids my parents, in a tiny, tiny, you know, four-room apartment. Uh, but imagine... Imagine being one of these folks in the 20s, 30s who now finds themselves in the likes of Minneapolis. How do you think the Somalians felt landing in, in Minnesota? What a difference. I'm not sure. I'm sure I'm sure there's a story on how they all got there, how the Somalian community settled in Minnesota, which I'm not, we're not going to go into right now. But every immigrant came here. Very few of them, I would imagine, were fluent in English. And if they were, they spoke it with a very, very heavy accent. And uh, well, the one thing that you had to also understand, Ed, I don't mean to cut you off there, but uh, the but one thing it. you had to understand, these people took a huge leap of faith. Absolutely. You know, to leave their homeland and come to this country with change in their pockets. Right. And unfortunately, that's how most of them got exploited. Exactly. Because they were poor. They they were unfamiliar with the country and its customs and its laws and its rules. Uh, yes, a lot of lot of immigrants. That's why you will see in, in a lot of cultures, especially neighborhoods, they stay to themselves. It's a very insulated because exactly. I can't trust you, you white, you white faced devil. Well, but but that's happened. That's through history. I mean, even back in the days yeah, but, when the Irish, Italians. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm Irish Italian. I, I I understand. But you know, yeah, the Irish need not apply. You white faced devil. Uh, Bill likes that. He likes that. I made him laugh. It's good. This is so. Hey, good. I I just I'm thinking about blazing saddles. That's all I'm. Oh well. Jesus Christ. So, uh, according to Ken Coons, we need all the immigrants here to keep the Social Security Ponzi going. White people don't have enough babies. You're not wrong, Ken. And I agree with you on the Social Security Ponzi thing, only to the degree that it is now being used for everything it was never intended to be used for. If Social Security... That's true was used simply for what its its original intent was, it would be fully funded and working exactly the way it's supposed to. You, you it's So much is siphoned off of Social Security. And by the way, your Social Security is your national ID number, whether people want to admit to that or not. Because there's not a form you fill out exactly. that, that, that is... And I'm okay with that. I'm okay. We got to be tracked somehow because how will our lords and overmasters... Overlords and masters know where we are and when we need to be disciplined. I want to make sure that I'm disciplined in a timely fashion. Thank you very much. I'm the captain of I'm the captain of the Raging Queen. It's an old Saturday Night Live skit. And uh, so listen, yeah, I want to okay. I want to change I want to change course for just a second here because oh. nothing else. I did advertise that we were going to talk about this a little bit. Did we? Wordle? Oh. We're going to talk about Wordle again? Uh, no. Wordle. He's killing me Have with Wordle. Have you tried that game yet, uh, Bill? 
No, I use mostly four-letter words. <laughs> well, this is cool. it's, it's like it's like I told Ed. I said I'm, I'm great with four-letter words. I just guess I'm not too bad with five-letter words either. <laughs> <laughs> just add an S to all the four-letter yeah, words. You you're all right. I you quit. Go. I quit. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> So raise your hand if you're a fan of Neil Young. Halfway. Halfway. So Neil, uh, if, if you were unaware, Neil Young decided that he was going to have his library of music pulled off of Spotify uh, because uh, Basically, you have this little anti-vax moron named uh, Joe Morgan, or not Joe Morgan, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. I always, when I hear that name, I want to say, I want, I think of Rogaine, you know, the treatment for Rogan. Yeah, well, he ain't got any hair on his head either. Yeah, this is true. But he took a stand. And um, another classic artist uh, followed along. I guess Joni Mitchell announced that She's having her uh, music taken off of Spotify. Uh, well, that one's hurtful. Well, you know, it's what it is. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and uh, apparently Spotify is taking a hit. I guess their stock uh, their stock value went uh, went the direction of Uber. Right. Really. But now, like cent or something like that. Now, but now let's let's stop for a second here. Let's stop for a second. While I agree that Joe Rogan is putting a lot of disinformation out there, I don't listen to him. You know, I only know what's been fed to me in my little echo chamber. And I beat you to it, Ken. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I have heard clips of it and all that, and you know. It's it falls under the well, you know, I got free speech. By the way, free speech only pertains to government. It's a private company can decide what and when. Uh apparently Spotify believes A, he makes a lot of money for us, and B, we paid him a lot of money. Not this is no disrespect to Neil Young. Uh Love his music. He's uh, he's he's an icon. He's a legend. He's had his moments. He's not afraid to speak his mind. Uh, but how much business is Neil Young doing for Spotify these days? I'm just saying. You do have a point. I'm just saying. So remember the the corporate America. They only look at the bucks. They don't care about the bodies. They don't care about there you that. Go. Rogan's pulling in numbers for them. Rogan's pulling in dollars for them. They're going to stick with Rogan. Okay? They're not going to, uh, believe me, until, until it really starts costing them money. Now, I won't take credit for this, as somebody said. Now, if a Taylor Swift says, I'm out of here because of this, now you're going to see some action. That's going to turn some heads, yeah. That's going to turn some heads. And right. and again, God love Neil Young, Joni Mitchell. God love them all. We we wouldn't be who we are today without the likes of them. No, I agree. And But they are not. How many, how many people that actually use Spotify? I mean, 
their core target demo. How many how many know who Neil Young and Joni Mitchell are? <laughs> well, you, it's not the demographic. No, it's not well, the demo. Me, uh, how many of them? It, Go ahead. It's funny because it it depends. I think that a lot of people that are in their late twenties and thirties have gone who uh, have kind of rediscovered this this music. I know that I know somebody in particular that is a huge fan of that era of music. I don't know if he if he's necessarily a Neil Young fan, but I know he likes uh, he liked John Prine. He liked uh, John. Of course, there are people of all ages that discover mm-hmm. the music. We're not talking about one or two here because that's not going to get corporate's attention. Eh, we'll send you a mug. We'll send you a ball cap. Thank you for listening. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about who brings in the bucks for them. But who like the- I've said earlier, it has to start somewhere. I agree with you. It, I'm not disagreeing. And if this is how Neil Young and Joni Mitchell feel, then by all means, if their contract permits it, then by all means, pull your pull your material. I'm not disagreeing with them. I, f- I full throat, I-, I wish them well. I hope more do it. But on the other hand, let's not forget, Spotify is a business. It's bucks over bodies. Until Joe Rogan starts costing them more than they're making. It's all about the balance sheet, my friend. Okay. I think it's only going to be a matter of time. Eventually, he's going maybe, to- maybe, maybe. But I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't bet the ranch on it. I wouldn't shave my beard on it. I don't I even know, know what that means. This is true. Don't, don't look. There's a <laughs> lot. This isn't even 20 years ago where you could boycott a radio station and, you know, and you could really make a difference, you know. Uh, this is a worldwide corporation. They have listeners worldwide, all over the planet, maybe other planets. Who knows? I won't get into that. <laughs> I don't have the right hat on. My tinfoil hat is its wrapped around a meatloaf right now. But that's another story for another time. I, I might in the water. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and you're going to put it in the microwave to dry. Sure. Sure. Exactly. Is, there another, is there another way? <laughs> So, so yes, if you get a big enough, you know, if the popular bands of today, who I don't even know who they are, okay? Look, we're looking at it as an abstract. Joe Rogan is saying things we disagree with. We feel that he is killing people. Uh, Other people don't think that way. Other people think he's doing God's work. Joe Rogan is a millionaire now. And by the way, you know you know where he broadcasts from, don't you? No, I don't. Texas. Shocking. Well, it's the only safe place for him. <laughs> I just wish to tell you the truth. This is where you go I go back to to talking about Twitter. Uh-huh. And Twitter is so quick and Facebook to a, to a degree is so quick to pull the rug out on on accounts if they you know if they say something that might uh, be a little uh, off off the wall or whatnot. John's still upset. Um, oh, 
Well, that's why I have a brand new Twitter account. Yes, you do. Uh, because I finally, I'd, I'd gotten, I'd finally gotten suspended. I, I reached a, a week long suspension from Twitter on my old account. I said, stick it up my, stick it up your ass. I've got, uh, uh, I've got enough email addresses floating around out there that all I got to do is match up one of those and break, start a brand new Twitter account. There you go. And it was actually well, one, of the, it was one of the best things I ever did because I've, I went from having like, and I don't have a shitload of followers, but I had on the old one, I had like 2000, I believe. And, but out of that 2000, I'd say that maybe 30 of them were engaged. Um, I've managed to raise up to about 1700 followers in the two months that I've got, had this account and they're engaged. I put things up and get responses and get likes and get retweets and, and I, I best I think it's the best move I ever I've ever made is uh, by uh, going uh, or uh, basically starting a brand new account. And how long are we going to talk about it? Oh well, my point is with <laughs> my point was I didn't mean today. I mean like forever. Are we going to talk about this forever? <laughs> of course. Okay, just checking. Hey, I'm surprised I didn't get put in Facebook jail with my remark about Ted Cruz. Mm. I wouldn't know. I, I'm not a, I'm not a face plant guy. I'm actually starting to to wean myself off of Facebook a little bit. I'm, I'm enter, I have entertained the thought of even shutting down the Facebook feed to this particular show. Uh, well, then I'll never be able to hear it. I, there's still Twitter. There's, st- you you can listen to it by just go, by downloading the Radio TFI app. How do you do that, John? Yeah, you guys my, went off on my computer earlier, so I can't see your ugly faces. Huh? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> or I can turn my volume back up and annoy the hell out of Ed. Well, there you go. There you go. You could do that. There's always that. <laughs> but you know what, Bill? You being you, you don't have to turn the volume up to annoy me. You annoy me just the way you are. Atta boy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Any, anyways, what I was saying is, is I wish that that Twitter was a little bit more wide open when it come to when you get these ass clowns like your Joe Rogans and your uh, the ones that that spout all this misinformation that you could get back and actually fire back at them and um, you know call them for what they are. You know, no, yeah, you don't but then wanna, you catch hell for that. Well, no, they catch hell. Hell, the, the Twitter, if they if they see the right word in the right context, sometimes even the wrong context will kick you off. This kick you off for uh, a day or two or a week somehow, or permanently ban you. Um, I am. I have. I don't go on it very much because, quite frankly, I'm bored with it already. I have Getter. Which is Gitter what? Gitter is what it's called. It's another <laughs> social media platform. Um, it's 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 more it's it it has much more to you know, more favored by the by the Trumpies. Like Parlor. Like par yeah, yeah like Parlor and that. Um, but I'll give them credit. Okay, I'm gonna ask a crazy question, John. Don't mean to cut you off on that, but I have a crazy question. How many of these damn things do we need? Well, I think we need one that quite frankly does not kill the idea of free speech from either side 
Once again, when a, when a private corporation owns it, the private corporation gets to set the rules. Gets to set the rules. No, I get. I totally understand. So free speech, free speech is something that only really is involved with the government. It allows you to speak oh. your mind to and about the government. Okay, the government cannot shut you down just for speaking your mind. However, I can. I can shut you down right now. If you say something I don't like. I, I, I totally understand and totally agree. But here is what's going to happen. And I do understand where these people are coming from, in essence, because they uh, they they get mad at Twitter because they uh, Twitter suspended them for saying, you know, spreading misinformation about whatever, about the vaccine, just as an example. You, but the thing is, they can say whatever you want. It's up to you as an individual, as a consumer of information, to look at this, look at all the other news stories, the other sources and what have you, get as much information as you can, and you make the decision that's right for you. Well, you're making that quantum leap assumption that that person has that level of intelligence I mean, I don't just because I see it on Twitter once doesn't mean I buy it as uh, gospel I truth. Buy it as fact. Huh? No, but there are a lot that do. No, and uh, like I said, it's the one thing I like about some of these other sites is um, I just tried it. I just tested the water just for giggles, and somebody posted something about uh, about Trump, and I suggested, yeah, the world will be a better place when Trump develops lead poisoning. <laughs> 37 cent solution. I, you know, I'll, I'll tell you something. If I had said that on Twitter, see ya. We'd still be picking up, <laughs> we'd still be picking up pieces of his body. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but the problem is, is that, that, some of these people that are on on these other platforms are so boorish that uh, it can get that way on Twitter too sometimes, but uh, not to the same level, I guess. Well, let, let me ask you a quick question here, John, before we have to get out of here. If these sites are all out there, I, I, I don't use them, but I want to know, aren't most of these considered extremist sites? Everybody's got their own extreme opinion. Well, when it comes to, when it comes to Gitter, and um, what's the other one again, Ed? Parlor. Parlor. Thank you. Yeah, they are associated with the with the right wing. Um, but it's 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 a free for all in these places. Unfortunately, what's happened is is that there are not enough people who are willing to go over to that side, who are afraid to go over to that side and voice their opinion and talk truth to power, if you will. Well, you have people like me that just ignore this crap and don't give a damn. Yeah. Um, then there's and that. And don't get into it. All right, boys, boys and girls, we are just mere seconds from uh, our out cue. So, John, you want to start wrapping her up? Well, geez. Um, oh, by the way, real quick, starting actually starting in after the Super Bowl, we are going to have a couple of new, not so new segments. Uh, we're going to bring back. Uh, why, why are you doing this to back, me? 
We're going to bring back birthdays <laughs> and events. Uh, and we're going to bring back, we're going to bring a new segment that we're going to be looking at the one-hit wonders of the 70s. Hello, boy. So, it should be fun. That's after. That's going to be after the Super Bowl. Wrap it up, John. We'll uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for joining us here. Uh, that guy at Van Ness, or that guy somewhere down in Texas, Bill Fancher. I'm John Chan. I got the views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests do not necessarily state or reflect those of the company and its management. Furthermore, the assumptions, views, opinions and insinuations made by the host and guests do not reflect those of the show, the management and the network. In addition, all copyrighted material is used without permission and will be removed with notification from the rightful owners or their agent. So there. Radio TFI.